Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fitness Philadelphia podcast. I'm your host, Dr. John Herding, and I have the absolute pleasure of talking to Philadelphia's best sports medicine physicians, physical therapists, strength coaches, and personal trainers. These movement professionals are the leaders driving the healthcare revolution in the Philadelphia region. During each episode, we gain valuable insight into how these individuals are changing the game. Please stop by precisionperformancept.com backslash fitness with a PH Philadelphia to subscribe and learn more. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Rise Education Platform. RISE stands for Rehab Integrated into Sports Education. We offer solutions for business owners who want to bring more athletes into their practice, as well as clinicians to help them better understand how to integrate sports performance metrics into the rehab setting. Our 12-week master's class for clinicians offers solutions for clinicians to begin to implement these ideas right away. And our business mentorship helps business owners figure out the solutions that best suit their business's needs. Visit sportsrehabeducation.com for more information. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Fitness Philadelphia. I'm Dr. John Herding. And today, as always, we have a very special guest, Miss Sally Anderson. How are you, Sally? I'm good, John. How are you doing? I'm great. I can't ask for a better life. I don't know. But anyway, Sally, everyone, is the for Burn Boot Camp, specifically the locations in Exton and Westchester. Um, and I'll let her kind of get into it because I won't be able to get it all right. But she's also been like trainer of the year, this of the year, that of the year. She's really carved this great niche within Burn, but then with that, been a leader to hundreds of women, men and women specifically through like the Burn boot camps and been able to impact their lives um, in the way that only she can. Um, so Sally, like I do with everybody else, because you're going to give yourself a better intro than I will. Can you kind of give us your your origin, the history of how you got into the role you are, your your history in fitness, because it's, it's very interesting. And I think you can be an inspiration to a lot of people. Well, thanks. I hope so, too. Yeah. Um, so, John, I started when I was in college. I was not athletic at all. I got completely out of shape. I couldn't play sports. And in my mind, I was at that time, I thought sports were the only option for being fitness. I thought it was you either played sports or you were out of shape. I thought there was no in between. Um, So through college, there was a lot of drinking. I became beer pong champion. That was about the best I did as far as fitness goes, getting that arm strength in there. And it was one day, it was 15 years ago. I was 25. I was walking up a flight of steps. I had two little mini flights of steps to get to my apartment. And I walked up the first half and I had to stop to catch my breath. And at that time, like, I didn't look out of shape. Nobody probably looked at me walking down the road and thought anything other than just another average woman walking down the street. But I stopped, I held onto the banister, and I caught my breath, and I instantly started crying. I was just sobbing in the middle of the hallway there. I actually sat down on the staircase and just like, what the hell am I doing with my life? Like, I'm 25, and I can't get up two flights of steps without taking a break. I was on eight medications for, you name it, asthma, allergies, acid reflux, depression, anxiety. Every time I felt something wrong, the doctors gave me another pill, so I just took it willingly. Every time they offered me another one, I took it. So I was up to eight medications. I couldn't walk up two flights of steps. I'm a kind of an all-or-nothing person, so I got a little pissed at myself that day. 
That same exact day, I finally walked back into my apartment. I didn't have any fitness clothes. I didn't know, as I said, I didn't know anything about fitness. I put on some pajamas because it was all I had that wasn't jeans and comfy clothes. Mm -hmm. And I went for a run. Um, this was before smartphones. So I had to come back and enter it into Google Maps to figure out how far I had run. Mm -hmm. And it turned out it was a quarter mile. I made it a quarter mile. Yeah. So the next day I made it one block further. Next day I made it one block further. I made it one block further every single day until here we go. Now it's time to date myself until mm -hmm. I made it to the movie store. <laughs> I think it was a blockbuster. Mm -hmm. And that started becoming my motivation was I was going to get away from the negativity, negativity in my life with all the drinking by watching more movies. And I was going to get my movies by running to the movie store. And that's it. That was the plan I set for myself. And I did it. Right. I ran right. to the movie store. I bought a movie. I came home. I watched it. Two mm -hmm. days later, I'd do it again. I run to the movie store, buy a movie, come home, watch it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and I just, I just fell in love with the way I felt. With the way I felt, I just felt happy. Like I just felt in control. I felt empowered. And so empowered that I worked with a doctor that was amazing. I got off all eight medications. Mm -hmm. I started attending workout classes. I started doing body pump and lifting. Mm -hmm. um, and I fell in love with that. I fell in love with the lifting aspect. Um, and I got this instant feeling of like, what the hell? Why didn't nobody tell me this? Like, I ended up getting off of all eight medications just by getting out and moving. Why did nobody, nobody in my life suggested that? Everybody kept suggesting another pill. Everybody kept stacking it on and telling me to listen to the doctor. Take the depression pill. Take the anxiety pill. You'll be fine. Come have another drink with us. You're taking your pills, right? You're fine. So it was mm -hmm. take my pills all day long, drink all night, figure it out in between. And it was this magic wake-up call for me. Like, I just wanted to tell everybody else. I initially got so pissed that I wanted to yell at everybody in my life. But I very quickly turned it around to, I'm going to tell everybody else. I'm going to make it my entire mission in life to make sure nobody else thinks that pills are the only option. Nobody else has to struggle and spend several years. I mean, eight years, I was blacked out drunk and on medication. Like mm -hmm. eight years of my life gone. And I don't want anyone else to have to do that alone. Like I want to tell them there's a different secret. There's a different, there's a different secret sauce. Let's do it. Let's do it together. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what fuels me. So from there, I mean, people are listening. You probably guys understand that like fitness isn't something that most people see as a career. Mm -hmm. Most people that are personal trainers, group X instructors, it's like a hobby. It's an after work. They work their full-time job. Then they go teach a class and then they go home. Mm -hmm. um, it was very difficult to make it a career. And without that very specific moment in my life, that feeling of being pissed off and wanting to tell other people, I never would have made it in this, in this world. I had to spend, probably had to spend almost a decade paycheck to paycheck, struggling to pay my bills, getting up at 4 a.m. to train every client that wanted to be trained, like never saying no. I would train clients at eight o'clock at night, knowing that I had my next client at 5 a.m. because that's what I was able to get done. I would mm -hmm. take every single client that wanted a session. I would pick up every class that somebody needed covered for. I just hustled. I hustled. I grinded. I lived penny to penny and paycheck to paycheck. And it became another eight years that wasn't about me, mm -hmm. um, but in a positive way. 
The first eight years that weren't about me were in a negative way. The next eight years that weren't about me were in a very positive way because they became about other people. <laughs> and through that, I found myself. I found how much I love lifting. I found how much I love competing in different sports that have nothing to do with a ball. <laughs> mm -hmm. Still don't throw a ball at me. I probably won't catch it. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and that's really what fueled me. And I just spent all those years hustling and grinding, knowing there was going to be something out there, but also being okay if there wasn't. I was totally okay if that became the rest of my life because of the way I was impacting people's lives, because yeah. of... Karen, the 60-year-old woman that came to me after breast removal surgery because she barely survived breast cancer, like working with her, crawling her hand up the wall. And then because of the people like Megan, who it was her dream to defy the odds and become a female, what was she, I think she was going into the FBI. And like, mm -hmm. I helped her pass that fitness test and get the pull-ups and push-ups. They told her that a female wouldn't be able to do like because of all those people. And that was 12, 13 years ago that I trained those two women. And I still remember that every single day, the things that, oh my gosh, like Christy, Christy, the 50 year old woman who learned to do push-ups on her toes, but told me her main goal was to be able to put her underwear on without leaning against or sitting down on the bed. Mm -hmm. And like the day she could put her underwear on standing up. Those are the people that kept me going. And those are the people that I would have done it for my entire life, paycheck to paycheck. But hallelujah, hallelujah, John, I don't have to because Burns showed up. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love it. But, but so, and I think that, like so many of the, so many people in our field have those stories, right? Of like, we're, 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 I think trainers, physical therapists trend towards being more empathetic. They're, they're helpers. They're putting themselves second. Like I was, in, I've been in that same spot of training the 8.30 PM client for a half hour and then waking up at 5.00 AM. Like, I think when you really love what you do and you're really trying to impact lives, like, uh, you know, you're so passionate about, like you're willing to do that and you're okay with the grind because you're seeing the difference you're making in people's lives. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And when burn came as an option, it was honestly, it was just like an accidental find on indeed. I just mm -hmm. had an old setting set up to trigger to send me any jobs that mentioned personal training and management in the same job posting. Mm -hmm. I never got any. And then all of a sudden I got this one and I looked at it, I pulled it up, sounded like an amazing dream job, like everything about it. It combines personal training and group X. We do one-on-one -on -one personal training, but in mm -hmm. a large group setting. So one, for my benefit, I'm not sitting around waiting on one single client that may be late mm -hmm. or may not show up that day. Um, but I'm also getting to impact. I mean, nowadays I can train 175 people in a day or more. Yeah. And it's just amazing feeling. So when this job ad came across, like I almost didn't apply because it said 900 and some people had applied. And I'm sure it was based really? off the salary that was listed. The salary that was listed is not what I'm making, but it was a very high, pretty salary. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> with all those people responding, I almost didn't. But I, I wrote down, it said, tell us your story. Why are you mm -hmm. a trainer? So I took the time to write down everything I just told you guys. Um, and she responded within seconds and she said, you're the first person to send me a story. Nobody else has sent me anything other than the resume. Yeah. And I clicked with them right away. They were, they were remote owners. So they wanted me to run the gym. They wanted me to be the trainer, lead trainer. Mm -hmm. They basically just wanted me to go for it. And like that right there, that was empowering to see that somebody believed in me that much. Yeah. 
Uh, that's, that's, that's such an amazing story. And I think, you know, for anybody listening, I think hearing that hopefully, and I think that's, I think we can go on the same soapbox and talk about it for hours of how exercise can be so impactful and get people off the meds. And, um, and I think what you've shown over the years is it's consistency. It seems like has been the key. It's been the key in your fitness. It's been the key in how you're impacting others to get to where you were. You just, you grinded in both and you're consistent. And I'm sure you had some days that were up, some days that were down, some days that you were just kind of, you know, middle ground. You've been consistent in consistent in training yourself over the last 15 years. And you can see you've been able to reap the rewards of both, which is, which is amazing to see it come full circle now. And you're really, it seems like you're enjoying your life. You're enjoying the impact you're having. Yeah, and as I become stronger and stronger as a leader in the Burn community, so I started, we just opened Burn Exton in 2018, and then I helped open Burn Westchester in 2020. Um, and I'm now managing training, soon to be part owner of both of them. Um, and what I'm so, I guess what I, I'd say what I'm proud of, what I'm proud of myself for is remembering how important it was the people that poured their belief and trust into me along the way and uh one of my biggest goals is to pass that back to everybody on my team i want every team member that works with me to know that they're on my team for a reason they're on my team because i believe in them and i'm going to pour into them mm -hmm. and i'm going to give them back what other people gave to me i love it it's so good so talk, let's talk about, so now you have this, you know, this group of people, like there's a huge membership of Burn, and you, you've, you've been able to start to bestow some of what you've learned just by doing, or, you know, your story so powerful in the fact that you couldn't walk up a flight of stairs. So mm -hmm. now you've reached certain levels of athleticism where you're trying to compete in the CrossFit games at a regional level. And you've been. Um, John, don't the, hold me back. I'm trying to go to the CrossFit games themselves one day. 100%. Did you make regionals this year? I made, they don't have regionals anymore, but I made quarterfinals. Quarterfinals, right. So you've got, you, you've made it to a level of fitness by starting not being able to walk up and down stairs to like that very few people can achieve. Um, tell us about some of your burn experiences because the burn, they have the burn games as well, right? Yep, burn athlete games is coming up in one month. Mm -hmm. And but last year you did pretty well in it, right? No, last year I was having health problems during it, so I had to modify. Okay. Um, well, anyway, you've gotten to a point where you're well respected in this community of fitness athletes, both yes. burn and CrossFit and whatever, which is an amazing story. So, what are some of the things that you're telling some of um, the the people that you're training now through boot camp that are just starting at where you are. They haven't worked out in years because they had kids, they had job, life got in the way. They're coming back thinking, Oh, I could never be like Sally because I've gained 50 pounds. It's hard for, it's a struggle because I end up eating fast food, rushing my kids to soccer and whatever. Like, you know, that's that struggle. Right. And I'm sure you're yeah. seeing it because you guys are doing um, client meetings. Some of the things that you bestow upon some of these people that just think fitness is like they're never going to achieve what they want to what they want to be. I I think what really helps me connect with people, aside from just being a genuine people person, like I just love people, and like I said, I'm just want to tell this secret that I have that fitness is the answer. Mm -hmm. um, like aside from that, I think 
I'm just a total open book. Like everything that happens, sometimes maybe too much, but everything that happens in my life, I share it. I put it out there because I want to be relatable. I don't, the worst thing to me would be if people look at me and think my life is unattainable to them. Because like you're saying, like I started from not being able to walk up and down steps and I was already in my twenties. I was already an adult mid twenties by then. Like everything's attainable if you just work for it. Um, I think my honesty, my openness and my willingness to just constantly share, um, it makes a huge impact on people feeling connected to me and feeling, giving them a sense of hope and motivation to work for it. Mm-hmm. I'm also very honest with um, my food choices, my workout choices, things like that. I'm very honest that working out is not something I'm willing to compromise on. That's one of those things where I know for my mental health and my physical health, I must show up every day. Mm-hmm. But I'm also very honest and open with the fact that some days I show up, all I have to give is 50%. So all I give is 50%. Mm-hmm. Some days I never go through the motions, but I modify down. If my body doesn't feel right that day, I still move, but it doesn't look like on the days when I feel my A plus rock star. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I want people to feel comfortable. Like not every day you have to try to do push ups on your toes. I don't know. Your shoulder hurts. Do push ups on your knees. Do modified push ups. Find another way mm-hmm. to get it done. There's always a way to get it done. And that's what Burns about too is always helping people modify, find ways to modify laterally up, down to just make it work for them, to just make it fun for them. Because if it's not fun, if it's not enjoyable, if you don't feel empowered by your workouts, you're not going to be consistent with them. Like mm-hmm. if someone's not there cheering you on, high fiving you on, or you don't have that self drive, like, it's just not going to happen. You you got to find that way to make it somewhat enjoyable for you. I'm also very open with the fact that, you know what? Sometimes I eat an entire pizza. Like, yeah. it's fine. You know what? Yeah. I, I weighed and measured my breakfast. I know that I hit my protein for the day. I, I mentally tracked my food to make sure every single meal had 20 to 25 grams of protein. So you know what? I wanted that pizza at the end of the night and I ate it. You know what? It was kind of small and I was pretty hungry. So last night, and this is this was last night. Yeah. Last night I ate an entire pizza. <laughs> it wasn't my only dinner. It was my second dinner. Yeah. But you know what? Then I got right back on it. Today I got up. I did my workout. I measured, weighed and measured my breakfast. I ate my healthy nutrition. I'll probably eat a salad tonight for dinner, but again, I might have another pizza in a couple of days. Yeah. I'm very honest about that. I make my compromises where I make them and I stick strong where I need to stick strong to. And there's that plan out there for everybody. Everyone can find that plan that works for them. You just might have to tinker around with it a little bit. Yeah. People tend, I feel like people overcomplicate nutrition and overcomplicate fitness. I think fitness really is about just showing up when you don't feel like it. Like if you're consistent, you'll reach the goals that you want. And I think if you're consistent in just showing up every day and like you were saying, like self-regulating, like, you know what, you might have a plan to come in and hit a 90% lift, but you're not feeling it. So you're like, I'll push the 90% lift to another day. And maybe I just hit like 60% or 70%. Like, I think as long as you're consistent in getting in the gym and creating a stimulus for your body to improve, you're going to get there. But I think so many times people are saying, oh, I have to go for that 90% and I'm just going to feel like shit and I'm going to miss it. And then I'm going to get down on myself. And then it just drives down their whole day. I think they're missing the point in fitness. I think if you're staying active a majority of the time and you're staying consistent with doing it most days of the week, you'll be okay. And I think the same goes for nutrition too. Like people are, 
I think even like you're at a point where you're weighing your food. I don't weigh your, my food, but I make sure that I'm eating what I know I should be eating most of the time. And I'm like you, like if I want to have a pizza, I'll have a pizza. But most of the time I'm eating the things that we know we should be. And I think if, if we're not getting lost in the weeds of overcomplicating things that you'll, you'll get to where you want to be. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're limited, if you're not drinking most days of the week, having a beer to a dinner, if you're making sure you eat your leafy greens and a good solid protein and good healthy carbs, like you'll get there. Just be consistent with it. And if you're following like nutrition wise, like the 80, 20 rule, you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree. And I did put spinach on my pizza last night. Did that make you feel better about yourself? It made me feel better about myself. (laughs) But I think that's where I put some spinach on it. And then you break it down into these small manageable goals of like, if it, instead of it saying really want to be Sally, so I have to do this and I have to work at this intensity. Like if you're breaking it down into, no, you know what, this week, I'm just going to set these manageable goals. And if I'm tired because I didn't get sleep, I'm dealing with whatever in life. If I just show, you know what, Sally, today's workout's going to be a 50% workout. And so I was like, oh, that's fine. You're here, you're moving and you're on, you're still on the right path. You don't have to get down on yourself. Yeah. One of my trainers, Brandis, makes fun of me all the time because I tell her when she trains camps and I jump in, I'm like, hey, by the way, Brandis, today's going to be a 60% effort day for me, so please don't push me. And mm-hmm. then 10 minutes in, she always walks over to me and she was like, yeah, that's 60%. Okay, Sally. Because <laughs> I half the time you just get into it, especially mm-hmm. in the setting at Burn where it's just great, amazing music. You got 20, 30 people around you working on the same things, whether they are in the same place as life and not, whether they even have the same goals or not. Like we're all moving together. We're all high-fiving each other. Like you get caught up in it. You get hyped in the moment. And like, it just becomes fun for me. Yeah. Like I catch a vibe off that energy and just start moving. Well, and I think that's right too. Like if you if you just give it 10 minutes, just 10 minutes of your warm up. If you don't, if you're still not feeling the workout after 10 minutes, call it a day. Yeah, most and a warm up time, workout for some days. Right. And, and if you, and if, and most of the time, a majority of the time, like from personal experience, once I get through that 10 minutes, I'm like, like, and I'm, and I'm not walking out of the gym. Right. Yeah. yeah. So tell me, burn, burn is a very positive experience because it does things a little bit differently than many of the boot camps around. And and one of those things is you're doing client meetings and goal setting sessions with each and every individual. Can you kind of talk about that and how it has its place in the burn program? Yeah. So we call them focus meetings. Um, whenever I'm meeting a new member, I make sure to let them know it's the most underutilized part of a membership, and it is one of the highest benefits. A focus meeting at Burn is literally 15 minutes of a trainer's time. You can schedule it easily on the app. It can go before or after class. It can go virtually. I've been doing them on Zoom, like whatever. And it's literally their 15 minutes to just sit down and pick our brain about anything they have questions about, anything they need support on. I think people get hung up on thinking the only thing I'm going to tell them is what to eat or what not to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll have them come in. You want to learn how to do push-ups better? Great. Let's spend 15 minutes working on that. You don't even know what your goals are. Let's sit down and do some goal setting together. You're ready to throw your kids out the window. Let's sit down and talk about that. Let's, mm-hmm. I will talk to people about life. Um, we talk about aches, pains, injuries, Uh, I know you love that. I talk about how we don't push through pain. We wave our hand and we tell our trainer when something hurts us because there's Mm -hmm. a different way around it. We can modify. So those focus meetings, like give them more of that one-on-one training aspect that um, you sometimes might miss out on in a group setting or a boot camp. 
Um, a lot of other things distinguish us too from other group settings, other boot camps. One of the ones I'm most proud of is that we are all nationally certified personal trainers. We have our CPT. Most of us have NASM or ACE or ACSM, very reputable ones. We're also trained by Burn, but it's not solely like Burn never believes that we have the answer to everything. We believe that outside people have things to offer and things to benefit us from. So we all have our national lover CPT. We all are passionate. We all are caring. We all do the workouts. Like we all love them. Um, I don't know. There was one other thing I was going to say really stands us apart, but there's a lot. There's a lot I could talk about. I could talk about what makes Burn different and why I love it and why I'm a Burn fan for life. Perhaps. Well, tell us about the the floor too. The floor is a little bit different, and yeah. like the feedback you get on the floor from some of your members. Yeah, that's what, yeah. We have a floating floor, so mm-hmm. our floating floor is a signature piece developed by Burn. Um, it looks like a gymnastics floor when you first walk in, but the difference is instead of springs, it has foam blocks underneath. So it's going to offer you cushion and support just in general walking around but it does some shock absorption. If you jump, it also kind of makes you feel like a rock star because it does a tiny bit propel you up a little bit. Mm -hmm. You can get down on your hands and knees without it creating extra pressure or pain on your joints. You can lay on your back without digging your spine into a hard surface. It's an automatic mat support. Like it's just amazing. So it really does help us also, since we are kind of, we definitely attract the 35 to 45 mom crowd. Mm -hmm. So we got, uh, I mean, I'm 40 myself. I turned 40 and like, people are joking. Like, it was like, I turned 40 and my joints were like, hello, we are 40 now. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. my husband, Justin jokes, he can now hear me walking up and down the steps between the cracks and the creeks and the me groaning and holding on to the side. I mean, Mm -hmm. some of that might be CrossFit and training 30 some boot camps a week, but you know, we'll blame it on 40. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But the floating floor has been amazing for people. We can, we can welcome people back right after knee replacements and it's got that extra absorption for them. Plus we've got the personal trainers ready to help them. So the floor is amazing. Yeah. I love it. I love you guys have like been able to fill this little niche. And I think that's why you guys have been super successful over the last couple of years in the, you know, Chester County area. Um, and then you guys are always running. It seems like to, to make sure your, your people stay you know, involved, like you're running different challenges, you, um, you know, you're running challenges for your, your, well, your members, but then also like to keep the trainers involved and keep that sense of community within the, um, the staff, like you guys are doing like the burner, the burn trainer games and all of that. Um, can you talk about how you're inspiring motivation through some of the programs with your clients? Yeah. So I just, I've got the, the best challenge I ever did these last couple months have been so amazing. Um, well, one for the team, like you mentioned the team, I started thinking about my team the same way I think about my members. So I've started doing the same kind of challenges within my team. I've started doing the same kind of focus meetings. I've started doing one-on-ones with every single team member where mm-hmm. we sit down and we just talk about life and I just get to know them more as human beings so that I understand, you know, what's going on in their world so that, If they're 10 minutes late, I understand why usually because I know what's happening in their life. And that's been huge and amazing too. Um, The challenges are just, 
so simple nowadays. At the very beginning, I tried to complicate things. I thought I had to have people tracking their food and you can win this huge prize and there's all these rewards and trying to find what motivated people to get them showing up to camp every single day, tracking the food every day, taking a picture and checking in on social media. And John, the one that finally clicked and got people so connected and is creating the community is a freaking sticker chart. Mm -hmm. I, put, I put a sticker chart up on the wall and every time they showed up to camp, I gave them a sticker for an entire month. Mm -hmm. I have never seen so many adults work so hard to get a freaking sticker. And like, if you're not ready to hand it to them when they're walking out the door, they're like, um, excuse me, where's my sticker for mm -hmm. the day? Oh yeah. Like, People don't need a lot. People really mm -hmm. don't. All they need is that pat on the back and that acknowledgement and that visual acknowledgement of seeing those stickers lined up on the sticker chart. And then like seeing each other's names, like we have a member's Facebook group so they can they can push each other, challenge each other. They can look for accountability buddies or recipe ideas there as well. But just peeking up on the wall and seeing that like, if it, maybe it's alphabetical and like, Maybe our names go next to each other alphabetically. So every time I'm putting on my sticker, I see John. And finally, one day I'm like, who's this John guy? Can someone introduce me to him? Because we're staying right on track with each other. So I want to make sure I keep him going. He keeps mm -hmm. me going. And little things like that that have connected members and connected team members too, like having them do it. But I also remembered what I was going to say earlier. Like one thing that keeps us really distinct about our programming and our challenges that keeps people coming back is how smart and intelligent our programming is. Mm -hmm. I think the word boot camp sometimes people hear boot camp and think you're going to be doing push-ups, burpees, squats, someone's going to be screaming in your face like all they want to do is run you into the ground and like that's not us at all. Like we have today for example was chest and shoulder day. Today we worked on some true classic strong chest press. We don't have barbells we believe in moving your body and dumbbells and kettlebells, things like that. But we just work on true classic strength and conditioning. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow's going to be leg day. It's going to be slow paced. There's going to be no sense of urgency tomorrow. It's going to be about picking up something strong, following a rep scheme that all works together in a grand scheme of a programming. So what that does, not only creating the sense of community where we allow them to support each other, to cheer each other on. I don't care if you stop and pause for a minute to cheer your neighbor on. I don't need you hustling and running and grinding and beating yourself into the ground nonstop. Mm -hmm. It also creates so much more empowerment to allow people to slow down and be strong rather than just fast, 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 all the time, all that rapid fire that so much Group X does. Like, I hated that about Group X. We never got to slow down and do something strong. But pulling this back to what you were talking about, not only with community, but with bringing people back, mm -hmm. we, don't injure, we don't injure people the way other places do because we have that smart programming. But it also brings people back because it's like, it's not the same thing every day. And mm -hmm. if you got chest and shoulders today, you're going to want to come back for back and biceps because it's the other half of your upper body. And I mm -hmm. need you to come back to that day to complete your program. So our six days, Monday through Saturday, because we believe in a rest day, Sunday's a rest day. You'd spend that with your family, maybe go for a walk, but don't you dare work out on your rest day. Mm -hmm. We've got our Monday through Saturday program where it's all going to flow. It's going to work together. 
We're going to know what you did yesterday and we're going to build that in. I'm going to build the warm up so that it shakes out what you built, worked on yesterday. And I'm going to build the program today to complement yesterday and to set you up for success tomorrow. We set our people up for success with our programming. And I really yeah. believe, I guess you can't tell, I genuinely, genuinely believe in our programming. So you're not just getting people to move and get a good workout. You're getting a, a good progressive resistance progress to make sure that they're actually seeing progress and not just sweating and burning calories. Yeah. And I hope I'm not spilling any burn secrets, but I also have a feeling no one from headquarters is listening to this. So don't call me out <laughs> if I am. But our next challenge, Sean, I am so excited about our next challenge that's mm. coming headquarters nationwide. Every single burn will be participating in it. And mm. it's going to be actually Teaching our members, because one thing that does keep separated from burn versus true strength weightlifting is mm -hmm. they don't track their numbers. So they may know, they may remember I did 40 pounds last time, but they mm -hmm. might not remember the rep scheme, things like that. For the first time ever in burn, we're going to teach people coming up this fall about tracking their weights and their reps and how you can progress in different ways, how you might just do more reps, but the same weight, you might do more weight, the same reps, you might go lower in reps, but mm -hmm. higher in weight. That's a strength gain. I think people get in their heads thinking, but last time I was able to do 40, why can't I do it this time? And it's like, okay, Susan, I'm asking you to do 15 reps. Last week, I asked you to do five. Like yeah. you're not going to be able to do the same. So for the first time ever nationwide, we're going to be teaching people that with our fall challenge. And I am so excited to bring that next level. That's going to mm -hmm. really step us up to a further progression with burn further moving closer and closer to that genuine true strength training and conditioning training that I believe is the best. Oh, I love it. And it, you know what, just listening to you, like you can still hear like, the enthusiasm that you have that you're still bringing into it you know 15 20 years later and now in the setting like you still have this like this great enthusiasm that's contagious that you really still want to um, authentically make a change in in your members lives it's great i love it i think you could say i found my place in life it, it sounds like it. it you can hear it absolutely yeah so is what can what continues? So you talked about your motivation earlier. Like, is your motivation continued to be the same and helping as many people as you can? Um, has it changed? Um, you know, a little bit of insight into that is your how's your motivation changed through the years and does it continue to be the same? Um, I think it's just hanging strong. I just yeah. I just want to tell people this secret. I just want to make people feel good. I just want people to leave feeling strong. I do. I mean, I would love for people to get their aesthetic goals, but if you work for me with me for four years and never lose a pound, but you walk out my door every day feeling stronger and you feel more confident in life and you can do a one trip or die situation out of the grocery store and you can mm -hmm. sling a kid over your shoulder when you need to and they're screaming and crying, like that's all I want. I want yeah. the Christies of the world to be able to put their underwear on standing up when they're in their 50s. Like and that, that makes me so happy. It really yeah. does. I love it. I love the enthusiasm. It's so it's so great. What's next for you? Um, well, as I kind of hinted at, I am going to start becoming partial owner, partial owner any day now of these two burns. We are I have new business partners coming in. It's opening mm -hmm. up a whole new world. I'm so excited about these new business partners because they are business people like mm -hmm. their full time life is running their businesses. They yeah. have a couple, they have one burn already out in Delaware. 
but they have cleaning companies and stuff too. And their goal is to educate me, to teach me. And their goal is to empower me to run my burns better and stronger because I know I could be doing better. And it pisses me off that I'm not doing my best, but I know that I don't yet have all the resources. So that's what's next for me is just continuing to learn, to grow as a leader, but also to grow as a businesswoman and to find out what I don't know and then to learn what I don't know and just keep becoming better as an athlete, keep becoming better as a human being. Mm-hmm. I need to be a better wife at the same time because workaholic business women don't always make the best wives is what I'm learning. So mm-hmm. we're working on all aspects of life. But it's great. You're 40 years old. You're still continuing to learn and grow and you're trying to be a better leader, a better wife, a better, you know, like still take care of yourself, making sure you're not compromised. Take care of myself to needs to be high up there. You know that. Take care that of myself. That has to be number one. Number one. (laughs) That has been the main that's that's been the main focus of the last year of my life, battling through new health issues that are just nobody knows what they are yet. No doctors can define them. But um taking that health issues and making them a way to reach more people. Yeah. Has been a way to kind of take care of myself. And I, and I think that's a great lesson for people too. Like it's the whole analogy of, you know, if a plane loses oxygen and you have to put your oxygen mask on first, like where I really started to see a change is when I started making myself a top priority and then everything mm-hmm. just kind of fell into place. It was, it's really curious how that goes because I think so often people like you and I are people. And I think inherently as a trainer who wants to help people, a physical therapist that wants to help people, like we put other people first. But as soon as like as soon as you start putting your for yourself first, you realize, oh, I can actually help these people better, more efficiently, more effectively, all of those things because I'm taking care of myself because I can, I don't have the energy to take care take care of them if I you know I'm not taking care of myself first. Yeah, excellent. I'm working on it. I know it's hard. It's really hard. It took me a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. So. In closing, we ask everybody like these final five questions that okay. are just rapid fire questions that give you, I think you've given us some answers already, but maybe not of better, more insight into who you are as a person. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. What would be your walkout song? You're walking into burn for your teacher first class of the week. You're ready to go Monday morning. What are you playing yeah. as you walk up to get on the mic? Pink, get this party started. Love it. Yeah. Your favorite exercise? Well, I used to always say bench press, bench press queen. Um, I've benched 200 pounds at 148 pound weight, body Mm -hmm. weight, but I am no longer a power lifter. Now I'm competing in CrossFit. So my current, I'm having a lot, a lot of fun with cleans learning cleans, learning techniques, mm-hmm. um, and learning the skills of CrossFit. So currently one of my favorites is cleans. Love it. What's If you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Okay. This is nowhere. Probably nobody else has said this. And you're probably going to be like, but it's tofu. And let me tell you why. Wow. Tofu, it's got the protein but it is one of the most versatile foods once you really figure that out. The meal I ate right before jumping on, John, is a meal I eat every single day. It's berries, 
steel cut oats. And then I take this high protein tofu that's denser than all the others. So there's no water in it. I cut it up into small cubes. I toss it in um, cinnamon and a little bit of sea salt. Mm -hmm. And then I air fry it. So it makes these like crunchy cinnamon tiny cubes. I put it in there with the berries and the steel cut oats, pour milk over it, and I eat it like it's cereal. Mm-hmm. You can do that with it. You can make it savory. Mm-hmm. You can you can do everything. You could put it in a blender and make it like an ice creamy smoothie texture. Like if I had to choose one food, I'm choosing tofu because you could do anything with it. All right. I'll let you keep that one to yourself. I want to do that. Um, along with the, along those lines, what's your do you have a guilty pleasure? I ain't guilty about anything. Love it. If I do it, I do it. I own it. Great. And what's your favorite thing about the Philadelphia area? Since this is the Fitness Philadelphia podcast, we have to ask you what your favorite thing about the area is. Mm. <laughs> That's the hardest one. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, I go to work. I go home. I don't see a ton. But it is really nice that, um, I mean, you can just do anything. Yeah. You you want to do something and it's literally a drive away. Like you want to go ride a roller coaster, it's a drive away. You want to go walk through the city to Love Park, it's a drive away. Like everything is a drive. Half the things used to be a, when I lived in Maniunk, everything was a bike ride away. Mm-hmm. Like you just have the world at your hands. I feel like there yeah. are just the huge events that go on, the concerts, like, but you also, you want to be secluded. You want to go walk in the woods. You got Fairmont Park. Like mm-hmm. we literally have it all. Yeah. Excellent. Do you have any closing thoughts? Yeah. I just want to tell, like, I just would, I would love if the world was just more open, like just tell your story, like yeah. stop trying to be perfect. Stop trying to put on a show. Tell your freaking story. I'll tell you one quick, you got a minute to hear my next story. Absolutely. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. The reason I share this right here is my why I had So the current major health issues I'm dealing with are some sort of seizure-like movement. Like I'm not actually having seizures because I'm not losing consciousness, but I had a major episode last month at a work event. And I talk major like violently shaking, convulsing on the ground, like my whole body thrashing around to the point where my, my watch started a workout. It thought I was doing a high intensity workout for like 10 minutes. And even in that moment, I said to somebody, I was like, why? I just need to know why. Why is this happening to me? Like, there's got to be a reason. There's got to be people I'm reaching with this. And uh, 10 minutes after, when I cleaned myself up, the shaking stopped. And a woman walked up to me. She owns a burn in Virginia. And again, hope this woman's not listening. But Mm -hmm. not her her member, because I'm about to surprise this member. Mm -hmm. Missy walked up to me and she said, listen, I have a member. Her name is Becky. That I'm going to cry. Becky has terminal cancer. Um, mm-hmm. Becky's, Becky's medicine stopped working. Her doctors can't, can't do anything else for her. Um, she's around my age and they just told her, that's it. That's it, Becky. We can't, we can't fight anymore. You fight yourself. You go live your life. And so Becky quit burned because she can't drive. You know, she was just down. I don't know mm-hmm. the whole story. I don't know the whole reason, but she stopped showing up. Right. And one day, one day I made a post and it was a post I almost didn't make. I almost didn't make it because sometimes I do get negative feedback, particularly from men. So stop being so negative, men. (laughs) 
where they tell me like, why are you share so much? Like, keep that to yourself. That's your personal life. Like you don't need to be showing that show your tough side, let people think you're strong. And it's like, I made this post where it was just, I had to switch medication and I was scared because there's a lot that comes with switching medication. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear that the hope in switching will be a dead end. There's a lot of fear that the new medication will just bring new symptoms or bring something new out or stop working or whatever. So I made this post on Instagram and I just said, I'm scared guys. Like I'm switching medication and I don't know. I don't know. Any, I don't know what the next week leads for me. I don't know if this is going to bring me hope, false hope, true hope, what it's going to bring me. So Missy told me that one day Becky walked back in the gym. She surprised Missy. She had a phone in her hand and she said, Hey, Missy, look, look, Sally, Sally's medication isn't working for her either anymore, but she's going to keep showing up. Mm-hmm. So Becky rejoined burn because I kept showing up great. and that right there, that right there, like freaking share your story. Like yeah. if you find yourself feeling strong in a moment, share it, tell somebody else you find yourself feeling weak in a moment, share it. Tell yeah. somebody else because chances are somebody else is feeling the same thing and chances are they're feeling alone. Stop letting everybody else in the world feel alone. Tell yeah. them that they're not alone because they're not. You're not alone. I'm not alone. We're all stubbornly going through the same BS together. Like yeah. let it be a together situation. So in a couple of weeks, I'm driving down to surprise Becky and oh, train one of her camps at her burn. That's and awesome. I cannot wait. But uh, but I think that that's the final thought. Share your story. Share your story. That's such a powerful message and so awesome to end on. Just because I think you're right. Like we're so with the social media, everybody knows we're we're like more connected, but more disconnected emotionally than we ever have before. And I think people, you know, are social media obviously has not been good for mental health. And I think that people do feel alone, even though they have thousands of friends on Instagram, because they're not really connecting with those people. And they need to see these stories of people that are going through the same things and negative feedback, but it's the minority. And, you know, it's always the vocal minority that makes, you know, whatever, but I agree. Share your story, everybody be open, make connections, meaningful connections that are authentic. Um, You never know who you're impacting by putting your story out there. You never know until you meet Becky. <laughs> so, Sally, can you share how people can contact you, your social media, anything you want to you want to share so that people can reach out if they want? Absolute best connection is Instagram. I'm always on Instagram. I always check it. It's my mm-hmm. favorite. I love it. Uh, Jim Girl Sally. I am Jim Girl Sally on Instagram. You can shoot me messages. You can follow me. I uh, like me back. I'll yeah. follow you back. Um, and then from there, you can find all the information about my burns my training, my personal life, my work life, everything. You're the best, Sally. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, John. Hey, hold on a second. Don't leave yet. This is your host, Dr. John Herding, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fitness Philadelphia. If you did, I'm going to ask you to do three simple things. They take less than five minutes and they go such a long way. We really do appreciate it. Number one, please subscribe to our show wherever you listen to it iTunes, Spotify, or whatever it may be. Number two, please leave us a favorable review. Number three, share it. Put it on social media, talk about it with your friends, send it in a text message, whatever you can do to share this episode because we put a lot of work into it and we want to make sure as many people are getting the value out of it as possible. And lastly, if you'd like to learn more, 
please go to precisionperformancept.com backslash fitness Philadelphia. Thank you so much. This is Dr. John Herding. This is Fitness Philadelphia and have a great day.